the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I've got to talk about the stories of the day. I just got a tweet from a friend who uh, was asked about Beyond Meat, and he instantly compared it to Bitcoin and Tilroy. And what I don't like about Beyond Meat is its valuation. It's got a market cap of over $10 billion. It's not profitable. I see a path to profitability for sure. I see a lot of scalability. I see a lot of new product coming out of them. But also I see potential competition from companies like Nestle and maybe Tyson Foods. Um, no one takes competition seriously until you start seeing big revenues. And we started seeing some pr- pretty big revenues on Beyond Meat. One of the reasons I don't like Beyond Meat is it's a civil war. Give me a second. I'll explain. I get the impossible whoppers come into the Bay Area. 111 Burger King outlets. I've got a friend who sadly will put any food in his body. Um, any food. <laughs> And he's excited by, uh, he's a pretty, pretty interesting friend. He gets really upset that uh, in Outburger is putting basically his favorite Burger Kings out of business. And uh, just taking their locations, setting up a store real close to one, and then boom, they're gone. Here's why I don't like Beyond Meat. And I didn't like Bitcoin, and I never owned a share of Tilray, a medical marijuana company. I get it. I get it. To me, the problem with marijuana is it's too easy to grow. So now I can grow marijuana pretty easily in my backyard. I think California lets me grow five to seven plants if I want to. I can't make a semiconductor. Can't do it. Can't make a car. But I can grow weed. So to me, that uh, you're going to have to be very careful how you play that. So Beyond Meat has a 51% short interest on the stock. And you remember I said it's kind of too much of a civil war for me? There's too many people that wanted to go higher, and there's too many people that wanted to go lower. And that's just not my kind of play. When I was a dating man... Uh, if there was too much drama in the first month, I was like, I'm out. So it's just too much drama. When things should be good, too much drama. Thank you. The other story of note today, Beyond Meat's up. It's 37 bucks. It's crazy. But the other story is Raytheon merging with United Technologies. Now, this has got me a lot more interested. It's M&A news. It's on a Monday. If are in an agreement to combine all stock merger of equals. Raytheon is a major defense contractor. They make things like missiles and radar systems. Um, interesting to note, we got a Top Gun movie coming out soon. United Technologies is a major aerospace company. Uh, Pratt Whitney, uh, Big Engines, Collins Aerospace. Collins Aerospace uh, supplies electrical, mechanical, and software across all major segments of the aerospace industry. Pratt & Whitney focuses on aircraft propulsion. Otis is the world's largest manufacturer of elevators, escalators, and moving sidewalks. So that's a division. It's not bad, right? Carrier is a big provider of HVAC, refrigeration, building automation, fire safety. I've got a friend who, uh, I, I know someone whose dad used to be in the industry of installing fire systems in restaurants. So, like if you're opening up a taqueria and your grill gets too hot and catches on fire from the grease, it's a company that kind of puts that fire out. 
but he was a small guy and he had a great business and he employed many small uh he had probably like six to eight employees at any one point in time over 20 25 years and then the industry just got consolidated and consolidated he didn't consolidate so he went out of business because he wasn't able to offer their scale or their prices all he had was a good handshake so I, f- I believe that's a story out there today. I think the Xbox is a big story because now is typically not to buy. Now is typically not the time to buy game companies like Activision Electronic Arts. As soon as Sony and Microsoft committed to a new platform, they basically said, "Don't buy the old one because we got a new one coming." So will Xbox sales be off the hooks this holiday? No. Product cycle. Um, this is a time where Activision and Electronic Arts or Take Two Interactive will probably miss a number because there'll be fewer consoles being sold. Some people say, I'm not going to get the new Madden. I'm going to wait for the next Madden, the one that has 8K instead of 4K. Um, AMD seems to be the big winner here. I'm not quite sure how, but Sony announced their new platform for 2020, and Microsoft did too, and both of them are featuring AMD chips. Did NVIDIA negotiate too hard? I'm surprised they got pushed out. I know, I know, AMD, these companies kind of sometimes leapfrog each other in technology, AMD and NVIDIA. But AMD would be the short-term winner, and I'm saying Electronic Arts Take Two and um, Activision probably going to be some short-term weakness. Now, I like buying stuff on weakness versus stuff on momentum. This is a good time to get kid into investing too. Go out and get an app called Robinhood. You set up your bank account to it. You can go buy ten shares of Electronic Arts or five shares of Activision, and say, "Hey, console's coming out. Let's watch this together." So I know you're saying. You're really, Rob? Really? Take-Two announced that its upcoming single-player sci-fi role-playing game, The Outer Worlds, is available for pre-order. It will launch across the Xbox One family of devices in October. So the companies won't completely shut down business. That doesn't happen. But you could see a, a, a small shift. And again, you should consult a program advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. And uh, for the record, Microsoft has always been kind of the big joke in video games. Uh, a lot of people thought... You know, oh no, I'm going to buy a console and it's going to get the blue screen of death like Windows. They've done a nice job of being number two, but they're a distant number two to Sony. Now, I own shares of Microsoft for the reasons of it's kind of a big monopoly type company. They make a lot of money. Um, the gaming segment's cute to me, but a lot of people would like to see it broken off from the company and see how they do with their cloud business, getting a kind of a fatter premium than their console business. So, um,. A lot of people thought Microsoft was going to completely fail. I don't think they've completely failed. AMD, back to AMD, talking, finishing up this whole concept of video game investing. Price target moved to 40 bucks from $35. The event show of AMD's Next Horizon event uh, kind of got people excited. Now, it's got a 36 times 2020 year PE, and that's a, a lot for a semiconductor. But you're also going to see some uh, new stuff in 2020. Uh, Stadia by Google. Game streaming, new initiatives again from Microsoft and Sony as far as platforms go. So exclusive wins in the Microsoft Project Scarlet box in the Sony PlayStation Five. Looks like they're going to license some of their technology to Samsung. It's an interesting stock, but it's also an expensive stock. Because what makes it interesting is uh, a lot of press releases and news. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? 
find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. Over the weekend, Microsoft updated that the new Xbox will arrive late next year and will have faster loading times and incredible graphic hardware. It's kind of interesting. I'm not a Sony PlayStation guy, but they've also announced a new console. Microsoft stocks at an all-time high. Um, Holiday 2020 is coming. It's going to be called Project Scarlet. One major launch game was revealed. It's a Halo title. Surprise, surprise, Microsoft, right? What's interesting to note is there's not going to be a disk drive on it. And it's going to have up to the ability to show 8K pictures or 8K screens or whatever you want to call it, 8K. But we have 4K TVs already, and let's just say that very few people actually get to see what a 4K experience is because there's not a lot of content for it except for through video games. Um, it's going to have solid-state drives instead of traditional hard drives. It's pretty similar to what's going to be in the PlayStation 5, right? you got to imagine that the two companies kind of look over each other's shoulders. But again, not a lot of content will be available for 8K TVs. Many, many, many years ago, I was reading about how content pushes technology. And it was pretty interesting that they talked about the adult entertainment industry, also known as pornography, and how it was pushing technology all the time with, they went from reel-to-reel movies to VHS movies to everything that came out, whether it was Betamax or Laserdisc or streaming They were there. I think the same could probably be said of video game consoles as far as trying to push new product. Best Buy would like nothing more than to see two new uh, video game consoles, right? Because now they'll be able to say, hey, you thought 4K was good. Take a look at this, sweetie. It's 8K. Uh-huh. And you'll go like, I, I, I think I want that. That's that. Look at the grass on that golf course. And they'll have like little videos that are running in the store in 8K. And you'll, and you'll get home and you'll try to hook it up to your cable television or your, your Roku and your YouTube TV. Uh-uh. It doesn't stream in 8K. Essentially, it streams in 1K. Cable, you have some high-definition channels, but not a lot of content created, per se, in 4K. So that's out there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. There is a alternative website for sports. It's called the Bleacher Report. And when I say alternative, it's alternative to who? I'd say ESPN, right? They're growing like a weed. And in the world of investments, i got to be careful how I say this, weed is good. <laughs> I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking about growing like weed, right? So Bleacher Report's been making a series of investments in longer form content events, commerce, and a portfolio strategy that's centered on key sub-brands. I follow, let's say, four or five sports teams vaguely. Let's say they're hypothetically the Yankees, the San Jose Sharks, maybe a college football team, and uh, maybe a Manchester City soccer team. And anytime there's a little teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny piece of news, my watch goes ding, 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 ding. There's a little teeny, tiny piece of news. And uh, it's it's not ESPN who I'm getting it from. It's Bleacher Report. It's cute the way it ties into my hand. And I got to say, I actually care more about sports because it does. I'm like, oh, the Yankees are having a lot of injuries this year, according to my watch telling me that Bleacher Report's telling me. So keep an eye on Bleacher Report. We've got some uh, pretty good advertisers coming their way. 
and they're growing at 50% this year. They're going to hit 200 million in revenue. That is nothing compared to ESPN, but ESPN's not growing like a weed. I think that's worthy of note. And let me go back and say this maybe one more thing about Bleach Report. They sensationalize their news towards what I would say millennials, or maybe ESPN's just become too milk toast geared towards Caucasian 28, 35 year old not wanting to be too cutting edge. You know, I told you recently, uh, MMA has come to ESPN in a big way because it had to. For years and years and years, they kind of snubbed it while the sport grew and grew and grew in popularity. And it's a sport. Maybe it's a blood sport, but it's a sport. So I think they've done a really, really nice job. Bleacher Report has. Uh, they've worked with females and they've worked with millennials much smarter than ESPN has. I got the sniffles today. I was out of town for the weekend, so I must have come back and must have hit just like a, a big old pocket of pollen. At least that's what it feels like to me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Tesla got a positive note. I think in the last two weeks I've done nothing but negative stories on Tesla. And it's worthy of note that uh, one analyst, Baird, believes the sell-off in the car maker is overblown. It's not my kind of a investment. And when an analyst says it's got 66% upside, I, I, I almost don't care. I believe that stocks like Beyond Meat have upside based on penetration trends of their product. But it's not, to me, like Tesla doesn't have competition now, more so than ever. And I guess the analyst goes out of his way to say weak demand remains at the forefront of the bear argument. But we continue to see Model 3 demand is underestimated. So says the analyst. I've seen nothing but negative stories on the company now for two to three weeks. And maybe that's maybe that's the time to say, maybe this is interesting. When everyone's negative, maybe I'm going to get interested in it. Tough for me to really say, but uh, just throwing that out there for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Taking a look at some of the other stories today. Stanley Drunkenmiller has gotten a lot of press recently. He's one of those billionaires that comes out. And he hits Bloomberg and CNBC, and he hits everything that he can as fast as he can. Then he goes into hiding. Not hiding. He just goes on a big uh, media push. And he's basically saying China's going to play the United States and fleece us in, in the trade deals. He would be really considered a Republican pretty big time. In an interesting news, Walgreens cuts the long-time health benefit for retired employees. And only what you can say is odd, Right? Walgreens, you're like healthcare company, but they basically said they're no longer going to subsidize medical benefits for former employees who hadn't turned 64 by March 31, saying rising unpredictable healthcare costs are killing us. It's killing small companies too, Walgreens. It's killing all the United States companies. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. The Rolling Stones are coming in concert. It's worthy of note. And go with me on this. Um... Mick Jagger had heart surgery recently in the last year, and he's still kind of going strong. And it makes me think, like, that's been a pretty good career. So you look at how much they make in revenue on their concerts, and you go, for an old man, he's kind of rocking it. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to call him the whole band, right, even though there's other people in the band. Um, So he has heart surgery in April. 
they just came out with, how shall we say, they're now branding themselves with an annuity. The sole sponsor of their concert coming to a major football field near you is the Alliance for Lifetime Income. It's a nonprofit organization formed by financial services companies to raise awareness about the need to protect income in retirement. And that's a lot of, that's an annuity sales company is essentially what we're talking about. As people live longer, they need more income. That's something CFP Chad Burton and myself are going to talk about at our upcoming seminar in July. The Alliance for Lifetime Income Plan is sponsoring concerts. Warren, not Warren, uh, the Rolling Stones, there was a line in the movie, Almost Famous. And it was kind of interesting in the sense that someone took a shot at Mick Jagger in the movie. And band manager Dennis Hope, played by Jimmy Fallon, he cautioned members of the band Stillwater. If you think Mick Jagger will still be out there trying to be a rock star at age 50, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. Um, he's still doing it. And, you know, the movie was set in 1973, and uh, Mick Jagger's still going strong. Still going strong, and it's just uh, worthy of note. Like, how long can you make that money? And the answer is a long time if you're Mick Jagger. He's 75 years old. I watched a video of him doing some uh, dance rehearsal, dance move rehearsals. Maybe, maybe it was kind of an aerobics push at the same time. Still going strong. So we're going to talk about income and retirement with CFP Chad Burton at an upcoming seminar. Let's talk to CFP Chad Burton right now. Chad? Welcome in. CFP Chad Burton. He is the Ayatollah of rock and roll when it comes to financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Good, thanks. <laughs> the Ayatollah, I like that one. Yeah, I, I don't think I made that up. I think I stole that from somebody. With that said, uh, let's talk a little 401k f- fees, because companies seem to differ like golden clay. Some 401ks are ideal. Some 401ks are costly, and they've got a horrible product in them. Yeah. So what do we need to know in the world of 401k and 401k fees? Well, first of all, if you're an employer and you know you started your business, you had some employees, they wanted a 401k plan, so you started it. And a lot of times they started it with an insurance company. And the internal fees in these things are often around 2% to get the, the everything covered. And usually either you directly or your employees are paying for it right out of the account. And they're not going to lower the fees to the next fee schedule level unless you ask. Now, recent laws have said that, you know, as a, as a 401k program is an offering, they're going to have to send out a very clear statement on what the 401k fees are. So this is going to become a bigger issue in 2012 and 13, where people are going to realize the costs of their 401k. So, you know, once you have a good amount of assets in the plan, you're able to shop it. You're able to go to the vanguards, the T-Row prices, the, you know, get low, no load funds and even ETFs into the 401k plan to get the fees down for your employees. I think there's a law with uh, the teachers 457s and 403Bs, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a law that if they ask for a provider, it legally has to be given to them. So if, for instance, in their district they don't have Fidelity, they could raise their voice and say, I'd like to use Fidelity, that provider has to be made accessible to them, which is kind of cool. You know, the the it's kind of a backfire on what's going on in the 403B market because I used to be able to, you know, take a somebody's 403b and roll it over into another 403b so i can manage it at the custodian right. that i use which is td ameritrade but that's almost impossible right now so hopefully that changes um people you know a lot of teachers get stuck with what they're in when we started off as a young company you know you, you basically put your 401k assets with almost anyone like you said yeah um but a little bit later in life as your company starts to mature you have the power and not necessarily they have the power 
early on, it does feel like you have to go with whatever anyone's willing to provide for you. Yeah, and it's a much more competitive market now. So a lot of companies, uh, you know, whether it's your ADP, your paychecks, or whatever, have four hundred one ks that are pretty much a just huge array of no load funds that you can use, and almost nearly a flat fee or a per participant fee to do it versus super high management fees inside the account. So shop around. New Focus Financially has a 401k plan. Do you have any annual maintenance fees? We we have a per participant fee and then the annual fee to file the 5500 through through the payroll company. What happens and I was just trying to set a standard of uh you know what people can expect out there because mm-hmm. obviously New Focus Financial is going to be on top of their 401k trying to take care of their employees. Uh, what if you work for a company that has a bad, like high annual fees or a housing fee or a trading fee or mutual fund fees? Uh, what's your, your mode of, you know, I, I, I get people that email me and I said, I just hate my 401k options. They're too expensive. So you got to get two to three or four people together and you've got to send emails to the HR department. That's part of HR's job is to make sure that the employee benefits are run correctly. And part of the prudent man rule to make sure people are educated if you're going to offer a 401k too as a business, you've got to educate people, um, including yourselves on what funds are good and bad inside the program. Well, I work at Cron, and I could tell you that, and you know, from talking to the teachers, I could tell you the HR departments—they're not very smart. Yeah. You know, the HR departments care more about sexual harassment versus educating people on investment options. Um, and I'm the financial guy at a TV station, and then I see you know just these amazing just salespeople from just horrible companies come in. And uh, they bring pizza, and they're like, you should sign up for our funds, and their funds are the high-load funds. And HR doesn't know what they're, they're getting these people in doing. Yeah, and at least, you know, now, if you're 55 or older, and you have a 401k plan with a large amount, and you don't like it, most plans allow you to do what's called an in-service rollover, where you can roll over into an IRA, a self-managed IRA, um, at least a minimum of your contributions. Okay. So if you're really unhappy or you want some day-to-day help with managing your funds, you can call up a, uh, your 800 number on your statement and say, am I eligible for an in-service rollover to an IRA? Okay. That way you can either manage it yourself or hire a money manager to, to do it for you. That's something you sometimes recommend where people want to work with a financial planner like yourself and all their assets are in their 401k. You say, are you X amount of age and can you do an in-service rollover? Because it's a way for you... Uh, to help them outside of their own 401k plan. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too, has to do with, uh, most of the time it's because we're looking at the 401k choices that they have, and the bond choices are awful. Okay. And this is the hardest area to manage right now, and where a lot of risk lies in the next couple of years is interest rates will likely creep up after the uh, quantitative easing process is over. Anything else that we need to know? Uh, you know, just on your 401k, too, it's something that you have to manage one of two ways by either rebalancing it through the automatic rebalancer or make sure you change where your contributions are going to rebalance your portfolio. I don't always keep my eye on my 401k. I kind of like let it accumulate. But there's a button that's auto-rebalance. Yeah, you can auto-rebalance every one, once a year, twice a year, every quarter. Okay. And mathematically, that just um, it's taking a look that you have too much small caps and it's saying, let's buy some large cap because they've underperformed. It's just, yeah, it, okay. it causes you to, to, to sell high and buy low. There you go. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So I'm putting together some further ideas on some new IPOs out there. There's uh, one coming out called Chewy. What's cute about Chewy, it's an online pet retailer. And we've seen online pet retailers before. Um, 
I will have more information on Chewy specifically in the next 24 hours because it's getting ready to open up for trade. Company had sales of three and a half billion in 2018, um, and it's growing. So only the owner of Chewy, which is interesting, is PetSmart, which purchased, which was purchased by a private equity firm uh, back in 2014. But our love of our pets is a real thing, and I don't think it's going away. Um, I've got a dog that I've spent more on in healthcare costs in the last year than I have on myself or any other family members. Um, Dog insurance? Question mark. U.S. pet economy is projected to expand by 3.9% this year to a record $75 billion. $75 billion. The secret life of pets, too, just opened up. And again, just that whole theme of pets and investments. And then you see people with these weird Labradoodle, Labrador mixes. And you're like, wow, people are really taking this seriously. So the secret life of pets made more money than Dark Phoenix Worthy of note, in large part, because I thought superhero movies were, like, almost no-brainers. But millennials, the biggest pet owners, are paying premium prices for natural meals and treats. Not only are they putting natural food in their body, they're putting natural food in their animals. Uh, You're seeing big companies like General Mills, you know, trying to figure out the pet food business. And they go after a company like Blue Buffalo, a natural pet food business. J.M. Smucker, Colgate Palmolive. They're all big players. All big players. You can find out more about me and investing at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Today, I've talked about Microsoft, all-time high. I've talked about Burger King and the Impossible Whopper coming to all 111 Burger King outlets in the Bay Area. And there's an investment in meatless meats, and there's an investment in healthier lifestyles. I breached the topic ever so slightly of the Rolling Stones concert coming to the Bay Area, which you couldn't pay me money to go see. It's just not my thing to see something that I'm not going to say you should put out the pasture a long time ago, but it's just not my thing. Um, I'm not big into crowds. I'm not big into spending you know $250 on a ticket to hang out with 30,000 people. But I get it. I do get it. Let's take a look at the market numbers and see how we're doing today. We opened higher. We've worked a little bit higher. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about the summer of discontent and how sell in May and go away looked like the right idea. But then June came back in. And we're not talking about a June swoon. We're talking about a June boom. In the last month, we talked about the S&P 500 trading back down to its 200-day moving average. And then it hit it, and it bounced right off and went straight higher. Now, there's a company called Citibank. And they do a... I'm sorry, it's called Citigroup. They do a lot of research. And one of the things that they said over the weekend was that a bear market is coming. Even though the tariffs on Mexico were on, or they were off, NAFTA was off, then we made a a trade deal with Mexico and Canada, and then it's on, and then it was uh, Mexico's not doing enough on immigration, and then it's off, and now over the weekend, well, they must have done something very similar to what they promised in the past, so it's back on. I read an interesting article that it was in Bloomberg, I believe, or The Economist, talking about how Trump's not taken very seriously by world leaders at this point in time. He's doing too much tweeting. And as an example, uh, North Korea, he's gone from like 
enemy to friend, back to enemy, back to friend, and they don't know what to do with our policy. So at one point in time, we were threatening a nuclear war with him after they were threatening, you know, sending nukes, you know, testing right over Japan, one of our allies and friends. Uh, but tensions are mounting right now in the world. The outcome looks more likely to be driven by politics and economics, so says Citigroup's global might macro strategy team, thinking that President Trump is going to continue to take a hard line into the 2020 elections. So if Trump, according to Citigroup, applies a 25% tariff on the remaining Chinese goods not yet hit, kind of a shock and awe strategy in the run-up to the handshake deal, that will eventually happen. Um, We did get through increased tensions with Europe on the autos, but that could come back at any point in time. So Citigroup is saying that a full-scale bear market could go down 20%. Eh, that's not my play. Uh, gold's not my play. Gold's been rallying recently on the whole things are going to heck in a handbasket angle. So if you did think that a trade deal at the Group of 20 Summit at the end of this month in Japan, where Trump may meet with the president of China, you would think equities would surge, and then you'd think gold would slow. I'm not one of those guys who plays a lot of games. It's just not my thing. Speaking of games, holy mackerel. I just opened some stock screens. Beyond me, you know, we're talking about how millennials are all about the lifestyle. They're up 30 bucks today. That stock's gone bonkers. I want to curse so bad at times, but I got to remember, I'm beholden to my bosses in, in radio and television, and it's their airwaves, not mine. But that stock IPO'd $25 roughly. That's at 170 this year and you look at it and there's no way you can say this makes any sense other than it's going to be a long-term lifestyle change of many americans going and giving up on meat so some questions about beyond meat it's had some whippy actions as far as shooting up and pulling back a little bit then shooting up and pulling back a little bit but it's been kind of off the races and technically speaking you know uh, it's 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 momentum. So it's tough to be disciplined with momentum. I've got a friend who has a uh, brother who's got a gambling problem, and it's funny because I'll listen to him kind of re- regurgitate his brother's gambling problems. I'm like, you know, the odds never get better. It's not like if you sit at the table long enough, you're going to win. You might, but the odds don't get better. It's not like being a professional gambler, the odds ever get better. But he has a thing that, like, I could put a dollar in a slot machine, and it could be $10 million. But if you play blackjack... A dollar will only get you 50 cents. You're like, whoa, this is a real sickness. But I'm not here to judge. Uh, Beyond Meat's revenues were up 214%. But they went from 20 million or 10 million to 40 million. It's, it's, it's really, really tough to analyze a company when they're this small. So uh, Beyond Meat does have a frozen chicken strip product, which is interesting to note because so far we've been talking about the burgers. So we're going to get meats, not only hamburger, but we're going to get chicken and fish without the, the fish or the bok bok chicken. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, and YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.